Hello everybody, today I'm here with Chris Sicker, if you could introduce yourself. Hello, I am Chris Sicker, the uh, organiser, runner of the Sicker Stage, Sicker Records, Sicker Clothing, Sicker Prints, Sicker Management, uh, a lot of other different things as well, all under the Sicker brand, um, represent, yeah, underground music and uh, connecting and uh, infrastructure within the scene. Okay, so if you kind of explain how you started out in the scene, how you started getting into, like, wanting to, I don't know, if you started as a raver, if you, where the transition was into this is, like, wanting to become my career. Okay, so um, I've always loved UK hip-hop, and that was my uh, my sort of roots um, of of the love of music, and and then that's obviously progressed. So we kind of got into, uh, and also uh, graffiti and the, all those sort of sides of, um, that's all part of hip hop culture essentially, which is obviously the, the, all the elements of hip hop. And we've um, we've uh, always really, really loved UK hip hop and all the different elements of it. Uh, so there's been a passion within that and we've seen um, an issue with, uh, with the scene within UK hip hop and we were at a festival doing a graffiti show and juggling workshop and um, we were allowed, we just out of the blue we just was talking to the organiser and said look there's a lot of good work going on in the UK hip hop scene, we would love to run a stage there and Nikki from Aeon Festival said yeah just let's do it and uh, at that point that was when it kind of turned into a uh, uh, the more business sort of side of things rather than just doing it we still obviously do it for the love, but then the business element came back in there. And I remember one day I got called a promoter. I was like, I don't want to be, I'm not a promoter. I just love this. I'm not, I'm not a promoter because the promoters have got sometimes not, um, not got the best names associate, associated with being a promoter. So yeah, yeah, that was the, that was the, the point when it, it kind of happened. So how many years ago was that? Just like for reference? Roughly about 14-ish. Okay. So another thing I think is really interesting is like, some of the logistical things that you want people to know about setting up a stage, setting this all up. Okay. So obviously this is like a year long thing, right? And um, it's not, you can't just do it like the week before, it takes a lot of planning. Yeah. So some things that you would like to share that maybe people don't necessarily think of straight away. Okay, well, um, we've had to learn everything from basically doing it wrong. So that's a really good way of learning things. Um, We've not, I've had a very small amount of health and safety training and um, everything we've kind of learned. Sometimes you don't obviously do things right, but um, main thing, main rule I would say for, take, for people to take away is as soon as you start going into person management, which is the only way to expand any, any business to um, sort of like make a career out of it essentially, is if somebody makes a mistake or yourself, because you've got to manage yourself as a person, if you make a mistake once, like, stuff happens um if you make a mistake twice all right well there's something going on that really needs to be addressed if that same mistake happens the third time over then something serious has got to change and you cannot you you have to go back to the drawing board and re-evaluate everything i don't know if you were talking specifically about the sicker stage but um what we do with the stage uh, a lot of people don't know is we 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 just come here when we get a flat bit of ground well sometimes not even flat and um Put, and the festival provides us with a bit of Harris fencing and uh, some security and some power and we will be there from Monday building the stage or sometimes even like this festival was there on Friday and then come back on Monday we just drop some things on Friday 
and we build everything up ourselves. So it's 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 something we're really proud of. We'd like people to know that because it's we put a lot of love and effort into what we do. So all the graffiti, I've seen like a lot of graffiti around. That's all yours as well. That's not nothing to do with the festival. We like to have the word sicker written all around the festival, all in different styles. Well, all around our area of the festival, um, all in different styles. There's just lots of people that like to contribute to it. So, but it's been a, a big part of, like I was saying earlier, was the, the UK hip hop culture. Um, graffiti is a big element of that. And um, uh, yeah, it's just beautiful. Um, we love every aspect of it. It's absolutely brilliant. I, I agree. It's, it's one thing that like, I think is that each stage here has its own like aesthetic, mm. I find. And I mean, you, you go, do you go to a lot of other festivals? Do you do other festivals as well? Yeah, I've grown, grown up. Um, uh, yeah, just uh, summertime has been from, from a young age. Summertime has been festival season. It's just back to back festivals, just going there, enjoying myself as a punter. And there's always been a, for what I felt has been a massive gap in the festival scene that where there was no sicker stage essentially that were providing what we provide um so it feels amazing to be able to give that to the younger generations yeah well talking to like a lot of people been camping with just like you know you make random friends in yeah, a festival yeah. that's what they're all about isn't it? yeah yeah all of them have said sicker is like the one like they're all going to and i think because it's so close to the campsite yeah. you hear it and it's just like it just draws you in. Yeah. It's a different location to 2019, or is it the same location? No, we um, 2019 was um, at uh, uh, the festival's uh, greater capacity, so we had to get moved um, a couple of weeks before the fest the event went live. Um, we were moved to another location. This has been our home for maybe about 10 years ish, maybe maybe nine or eight. I can't really remember. Um, in the trees, we love it in the trees, but because. Uh, there were so many people on site and our stage is, is relatively popular. That meant that it was, it was going to be too many people to in the in this small area, so I had to move. Yeah, that's. I just thought, this isn't even really relevant to the podcast, I just thought it was, because I came here in 2019 and I thought, this isn't the same. But it looks, I think because you're in your own little cove, yeah, yeah. it like has this like element to it and the stage name. And like, that's why I was saying about the graffiti earlier. Like it's just got its own like brand. I feel like you've got like your brand image like really set out. Yeah. So another question as well actually is like, how long do you think it took you to like create like a solid foundation for yourself to other people? I know a lot of people that I speak to within drum and bass, they want to get into events management or like organizing some form of, anything really like how long do you think it took you guys to get your base and feel confident it's kind of it's a it's a, a feeling confident um well that's quite a hard question because there's <laughs> what you see around you everything happened really really quickly because we were part of the the new age of of the uk hip-hop scene when um some issues happened within the uh infrastructure of the old UK pop scene, which is low life records. Um, and then we realized there was a lot of talent going on and, and at that festival stage I was talking about, Aeon Festival, that was the festival stage where we brought a lot of people through, um, that then all kind of linked together and they, uh, from sit, meeting each other at the festival stage and stuff, they all um, then, some of them then formed High Focus Records and um, that blew up really, really quickly. So we um, we felt like it went from like not really knowing anybody, like just doing our thing, and then suddenly one year 
people kind of like knew that I didn't know would be coming up to me and just saying like, yo, you're Chris Sicker. And I was like, I, I just, and that kind of, that gives you an amount of confidence. So that's probably where the confidence came to. Obviously we, we realized we were doing something right. And that goes not just myself, like other crew members and, who, and that's not something I've ever wanted specifically, but it just, just kind of happened. I prefer to be the guy behind the scenes that nobody really knows, but it's, it is what it is. You've got to embrace it. Is there anyone that you'd like to mention, aside from yourself, just for like people listening, obviously, yeah. people that are involved that you think deserve recognition? Well, that, that is a very, very, very long list. Um, but I've got to say to, to Bookie, Flash Harry, Boogie, um, uh, those and NK, those are the, the, the core, core, core group of, of long-time friends that um, uh, it, we couldn't do it without them. Do you know what I mean? Nikki as well from Aeon Festival, she's, she's an integral part of uh, the agency that we now run as well. Um, and it's gone a lot further than just a festival stage. So we've now tried to go into the infrastructure of the um, music industry away from the music stage and start doing the agency management, um, record label stuff. And also Devilman, we can't say, we can't forget to mention Devilman, who's been a massive part of what we've done for um, an, an awful long time. Um, but I can't really mention any of eyes because there's uh, there's way too many, but Devilman has been a, a pillar of sicker for, um, for for a long time. Nice, okay. Uh, so we touched a little bit earlier on the graffiti and uh, obviously you said you you really into like the hip hop and that's kind of a big part of that. So what does graffiti mean to you for a festival, for your life, for anything really? So graffiti is a, um, a, an expression of uh, underground culture um, is, um, Anywhere I go, it's something to look at. It's a it's a way of me navigating around. When I'm in, no matter where I'm in the world, there'll be graffiti um, that I can use as landmarks to get from one place to another place. Um, it's 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 a beautiful thing. I know it's not accepted um, everywhere around the world, but um, I feel like it can be done in a in a method that can be accepted. And uh, if it isn't accepted, that's cool as well. But it is, uh, yeah, it's 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 like t-shirts going about that graffiti saved my life um i and it is that's a phrase and it is it gives it can give people a direction in life and a whole community and a whole um different outlook on life and i i feel like it can be embraced as a positive thing so yeah big up all the writers are doing their bits so i i assume you're familiar with bristol yeah 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 i've been living there for maybe about eight years or something now. okay all right so one thing that so i recently went to uni and a big culture shock for me was there's no graffiti and I realized going there how much I like relied on like it almost feels like I feel like graffiti brings like a cultural element if it makes it feel more I think growing up in Bristol I'm just used to it you see it everywhere it's, it's and it's like I think a graffiti wall looks a lot better than a plain white wall and one thing for me when I went to uni was I felt everything was really plain and like boring and do you think that your say your stage your brand would feel the same to a lot of so obviously a lot of the festival goers like that aspect of it do you think it would feel different to them without that element yeah yeah graffiti is an integral part of um of of our culture and our branding um we uh, our clothing is all um, is all graffiti um, is all graffiti based and 
uh, yeah, it, it creates a vibe and an energy um, of unique artwork that some of it won't last. That's the only time they're going to see this bit of art. Um, uh, or we, we can call it art just for the sake of it, but it's, it's not, it is its own thing. But um, yeah, I'm, by the way, I'm really, really tired. <laughs> so I've been uh, awake for a long time building this stage. So if I'm saying the wrong things, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. He's been working hard. <laughs> One thing that I always like to ask in my interviews, is that anything that you want to say, maybe about drum and bass, about hip hop, about your history, about setting up a festival that you just like want to like speak about really anything that you think is important that you don't think gets enough recognition or covered enough or spoken about enough i feel like uh there's looking after yourself on a festival site whether you're doing the build whether you're doing the uh the partying uh, no matter what you're doing um it is um it's really important to look after yourself so eating drinking water um and that is a really, really missed out point that I only learned that maybe um, uh, what, probably about five years ago, something like that, or maybe seven or something like that. Um, and I just thought that I needed to um, give myself more extracurriculum energy to be able to sort of like, uh, um, uh, to be able to maintain my, my enjoyment of the festival. But actually, it's all about drinking some more and eating a little bit of food. And then you can do whatever else and you have a loads better time. Yeah, yeah, you see a lot of people with the, the sunstroke out here, yeah. like not eating food. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to be, um, you just got to look after yourself at the moment. Um, and not everybody out there is taking those substances. I'm teetotal now for seven months. Uh, and yeah, there's lots of different ways of living life and enjoying life at a festival. I still go festivals and I, and I just have a sober time. And sometimes I even get feel like I've got more out of the festival by doing it soberly. And uh, when you travel around the world, you do realise that um, we as, a, as, as England, we have a, we have a, um, we're known as some crazy ravers. <laughs> and like, people are like, you're from England. They're like, well, you must be mental. Because we do have a big culture of uh, substance abuse, essentially, which I'm not saying, I've said don't abuse it, enjoy it, um, basically. And like, just because everybody else is doing it, doesn't mean that you've got to do it the same so yeah nice okay so i'm gonna sort of wrap things up now and i want you to give your highlight of the festival obviously we're not at the end yet we've still got still got like a day left i guess but your highlight so far oh wow um <coughs> hard question it's just it's really honestly just seeing all the people that i've not seen for three years because there's only a certain amount of people that I get, obviously the pandemic, and it's it's emotional being able to catch up with all your mates that you've, you've not seen for ages, and everyone's gone through their separate journey, and everybody's like back loving life again, so yeah, it's, it's that, that's been, that's like one big moment for me, do you know what I mean, so yeah. Nice, okay, well thank you very much, thank you for your time, I really enjoyed it. Uh, thank you for hitting us up to, to interview us, uh, it's been an enjoyable experience, so thank you. Oh, thank you very much. Okay, thank you guys for listening and see you soon. Love you, bye.